Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Hello, my name is David Schofield, and I am the director at Meadowcroft Rock Shelter and Historic Village in Avella, Pennsylvania. The Meadowcroft Rock Shelter is an archaeological site that is uh, is now a National Historic Landmark, and it's a site that has provided evidence of people using this as a campsite for at least 16,000 years. It is part of a, a rock feature, a sandstone overhang or re-entrant, as geologists refer to it, uh, that's situated above Cross Creek. And it just provided a sheltered campsite that people used um, at least 16,000 years ago and, and then all through prehistory and into the historic period. What other events in world history were going on 16,000 years ago? This was before the invention of things like beer, right? Absolutely. And uh, there wasn't a lot going on. And particularly in North America, there were, um, you know, populations were, were pretty sparse and uh, just small groups of people spread out across the continent. So there really wasn't a lot else going on in uh, North America. So how was this site discovered? And how do we know that this site is the oldest contender for human habitation in North America? Albert Miller was the man who discovered the rock shelter. Albert was uh, an interesting man. He was very well read. He was a local historian and an amateur archaeologist. And he always suspected that the rock shelter on his farm would have been used by Indians uh, at some point. And on November 12th, 1955, he was walking through the site and he found a freshly dug groundhog hole. And the groundhog had excavated some artifacts. And Albert thought it was a good opportunity for him to test his theory and uh, enlarge the hole a bit. So he went home and got a shovel and a screen and he enlarged the hole and found more artifacts, some burnt bones, some flint flakes. At 30 inches deep, he encountered an intact flint knife. So he knew he was right, and he was also wise enough to know that he should keep quiet about it uh, so that the site wasn't looted and destroyed. And so he spent the next 18 years trying to find a professional archaeologist to excavate the site. And that was 1973 when uh, a new faculty member at the University of Pittsburgh happened to be looking for a cave or rock shelter. Uh, to excavate as part of a field school. And so through a mutual friend, uh, Albert and Dr. James Adavasio were uh, put in touch. And Dr. Adavasio came to the site in the spring of 73 to look at it and uh, immediately realized it's what he was looking for to excavate and asked for permission to do so. And so they had a field school uh, that first summer in 1973. And by 1974, during that second field school season, they got the, the first radiocarbon dates back from the Smithsonian lab and really blew everyone away. No one anticipated that this site would prove to be as old as it, it's been demonstrated. And that, of course, touched off uh, quite a, a firestorm of controversy. It was such a big story that in August of 1974, the Meadowcroft discovery was one of the few things that bumped the Watergate scandal uh, from the front page of the Washington Post. We have a copy that 
has a story on the front page above the fold and off to the side in this little sidebar column is something about uh, new tapes being found. So uh, so it really was big news at the time. And of course, it it flew in the face of the, the paradigm that been around for, for many, many years, for decades. So the people who inhabited this site came over on the land bridge between Asia and North America. Why aren't the older sites in places like Canada or Alaska, did those sites just not survive? Uh, in, in part, yeah. Um, you know, these, these early sites are, are rarely found on purpose. Uh, they're usually found by accident, uh, as, as Meadowcroft was. You know, the, the crossing the land bridge from, from Asia during the uh, last ice age, when the, the land bridge, what, what's known as Beringia, it's the, the land mass that appeared as sea level dropped because a lot of water was tied up in the glaciers. That was always thought to be the the entry route into North America. But that's changing. And uh, over the past uh, number of years, there have been other theories. And now, even uh, with the use of DNA research, that there's really it's really pushing that land bridge crossing kind of down on the list. Um, a, a Pacific, you know, crossing, uh, kind of hugging the, the Pacific Rim coming by boat is uh, is a predominant theory. There's also suggestion that perhaps people came across the North Atlantic in a similar fashion, um, hugging the, the glacial front and coming across from uh, the Iberian Peninsula. It's not as clear cut as uh, it used to be thought. From my from a little of my own experience, I know that it's often difficult to help guests think of large timescales. How do you manage communicating enormous lengths of time at Meadowcroft? Yeah, that, you're exactly right. That is a challenge. And for, for many years, we, we really struggled with because Albert Miller also started uh, uh, his outdoor museum, but he started it four years before the professional excavation took place. So, so he created a museum of rural life, uh, a, a little 19th century recreated village where he moved in historic structures that were threatened. So we struggled with how to connect a recreated 19th century village with this prehistoric archaeological site. But what we ended up doing is creating other outdoor interpretive areas that kind of connect the dots and, and really highlight what are the big ideas that radically changed how people lived uh, over the, that span of time. So at the Rock Shelter, we talk about the, the discovery of the site, the story that I told, and the scientific pursuit of, of excavation and, and learning from the site. And we also touch on the, the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, because those Paleo-Indians were uh, people that had to survive by following food across the landscape. They couldn't stay in one place uh, year-round and survive. So then the next big idea is that uh, agriculture is developed. And in our part of the world, you know, that happened about uh, 3,000 years ago. Now we, we see in the archaeological record these Monongahela Indian villages where uh, we know that the, it was a, an agrarian society and they were growing corn, beans, and squash, renewable food sources. Uh, so they were now able to settle in these villages year-round. The next big idea that really radically changes how people lived was the fact that Europeans now arrived in North America. And so we deal with that in a recreated 18th century frontier area where we talk about the commerce and the commercial revolution that, um, and then we have the 19th century rural village to talk about settled 19th century 
rural life and the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So, so that's how we're covering that expanse of time. But it, it is challenging for people to understand how far back 16,000 years is. And one of the things that we're working on right now is developing a vertical timeline for the rock shelter that will allow visitors to correlate that timeline with the, the stratigraphy of the site. So we'll have tags that will correspond to uh, periods of time on the timeline that will show major world history events that everybody learned about in school. Uh, but the interesting thing is, is that those major world history events, like the rise and fall of the Roman Empire and the building of the Great Pyramids, those are going to be all up near the top of our timeline. Um, so it will emphasize how far back, how much further back the 16,000 years uh, represented at Meadowcroft actually is. The Meadowcroft Rock Shelter and Historic Village opens for its 50th season on May 5th, 2018. The Meadowcroft Rock Shelter is part of the Senator John Hines History Center in Pennsylvania. This has been Museum Archipelago. We hope you enjoyed your visit. As you leave, consider becoming a member of Club Archipelago. In exchange, you'll get a members-only bonus podcast. This week, we visit Tsari Maligrad, a new museum complex in Bulgaria. You can join for $2 a month at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. For more information or to submit feedback, go to museumarchipelago.com or museum underscore go on Twitter. Next time, bring a friend.